your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. All right, welcome to Thursday, Lacrosse Talk PM. It's not really a Friday for me. We're going to be in here tomorrow. You'd be a lacrosse political science professor, and I will be doing maybe some kind of year in review. We'll see. Feel naked right now because I forgot to put my headphones on. But we'll power through. Brad Williams is going to come in here and do our own Wisdom year in review. We've, if you haven't been paying attention on the Wisdom website, we've got a couple of stories. Uh, each day, Brad has compiled. Uh, he's been doing a good job of just kind of picking a subject and then breaking down some of the most important stories from the year locally within that subject. So, of course, COVID is one of those. It's sad Sad, sad. But COVID's one of those. Politics, obviously, another one. And business projects, that's a third one. And crime is a fourth one. And we'll see. I don't... We'll see what he has in store. I think uh, tomorrow's going to kind of just be... And I've been doing this a little bit. The, the top stories that have been clicked on for the year locally. And I'll just tell you that the, the none of them are good. <laughs> It's really sad. The number one story locally that on our website is just the, the triple homicide. Kind of updates on that. That happened just north of West Salem there at that quarry entrance. And I think the number two story is also that triple homicide. Uh, so going through that, that'll be, that'll be up tomorrow. Just our, our top ten most clicked on stories. I'm really just, I don't see... Any any good news on the on on this list? It's kind of depressing. I might have to manipulate the numbers. <laughs> I don't want the top ten stories to all be just awful, but I mean that is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, the number one story on our website is the news category. <laughs> That's the most clicks, aside from wisdomnews.com, I think in general, but. Uh, that was kind of funny, too, because I click the news category probably 30 times a day. So I might be the number one click. Um, before we get Brad in here, and, and we're just going to we're gonna kind of break down some of this stuff. So feel free to call or text. I got the text line going right now. So if you want to text 608-785-7914. And before we get into the year in review, I, I did just, I checking, so, so checking the news email, my email, my work email. Eventually, it just gets bombarded with, it's not really spam, but it's like political spam. And I don't know, I, they must just hire, politicians who are running for office must just hire people. And some of these I'm willingly sign up for because I kind of want to see how, like the governor's race in Minnesota, uh, governor's race here, the, um, you know, just local races. So I try to sign up for some of these websites or uh, some of these campaigns to get updates. But then the updates are nothing. I mean, some some are better than others, but while Mandela Barnes might be the the leading uh, re- Democrat in the Senate race to replace Ron Johnson, most of his emails are the first thing. Uh, so these are the last two emails, and I'm just going to pick on Democrats because they're the last two I found. I'm, there's no difference here. Uh, I think Klobuchar or um, one of the senators, I can't remember which one, Minnesota or Wisconsin, actually like bullet points some some things that they did over the year. I was like, okay, well, that's nice. And then th- under that is giant donate t- 
green donate dollar sign five dollar ten dollar just green links like hey giant squares like hey click this ten dollar to give me money and it's so annoying like i don't know it, it must does it work do you do you do any of you get these emails and go yeah i feel uh i feel real good about you know so and so running for office and even though they didn't tell me anything about their campaign or what they're doing or what they stand for or even what party they're running for or position, they did say Mandela Barnes first thing. Today, I first thing in the email, first of all, the subject line is, is shady. It makes you like, what? And it makes you kind of click on it. It's like uh, clickbait, right? Uh, headline porn, so to speak, but it's like subject porn. And Mandela Barnes, today I'm asking you to make your first contribution. I hope you'll let me explain why this request, particularly today, is so important to the success of our campaign. All right. Thanks, Mandela. I guess I'll just give you money. <laughs> um, I think another one, uh, another email, still Mandela Barnes, but th- a different email also in the last 24 hours is there anything we can do to convince you to contribute today to help Mandela beat Ron Johnson and flip the Senate seat? Well, yeah, you could tell me. You could first don't ask me for money right off the bat. You could do that. <laughs> and then maybe get into work it in a little bit ca- more casually. I don't know. Can you can you be, I, you know, I guess it's, uh, hey, I need money. I guess you, you could respect that, but. Also, like, why? Why would I give you money? Um, I make that joke every time I we we have a politician on here, and just you know, the, um, the I think the limit for an individual to donate to a political part, not a party, but a, a politician's campaign in Wisconsin, I believe, is like two thousand dollars. Who's who's doing that? Who who making you know thirteen dollars an hour is going to hit that max? Uh, Anyway, Eric, I think Eric's calling. Eric, do you, what happens there when you call? You're on one line, and do you hang up and call me back? I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out why the phone line does that. Is that you doing that, or is that the phone line hanging up on you? You talking to me? Yeah, so you were on one line, and then and now you're on a different line. Did you hang up and call back? I did not. I called this line, and I want to talk to you about something. Okay, did, it, did the line hang? I don't care hang- who you're talking to. I don't care who you're talking to, but Ron Johnson runs for the Senate again. Either I'll wipe you liberals out, lock, stock, and barrel. You fools, you idiots. Why you're destroying our why country. You? Your liberals are destroying our country. Have a good day, Rick. Have well, a nice, well, nice why, day. Why do, you, why do you like Ron Johnson? Because he's for American way. He's not for the liberal, left-wing, communist, socialist, idiot. Okay. to destroy our country. So, so you like Ron Johnson because pound sign he's America? America? Because he's a good man and you're not. You're a liberal freak and he's he's a solid Republican. All right, well, we're not not being very productive there. Uh, Eric really loves to drop the word liberal multiple times per sentence, and uh, Eric might be a problem. You might be uh, you might have to get that checked out. You got a liberal problem, I think. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If anyone wants to like you know talk about those campaigns that's fine another one i got from another uh person looking and brad's in here now we're going to talk about replacing ron kind here just the, the idea that ron kind stepped down is one of the biggest stories of the year 
But uh, one of the candidates sent me a text. The first text that ever sent got sent from a third, uh, third congressional district candidate, and it was, "Hey, I'm running for Congress. I'm reaching out because tomorrow marks our final fundraising deadline for 2021." And it's like, "Oh, good. <laughs> like, thanks for the first ever text from you. You're just asking for money and nothing else. You're not even telling me uh, what you stand for." All right, we got to go. Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back. How long before Madonna gets into it? This is a good song for Brad to come on. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Lucky Star, Madonna. Lucky that's star. one of your favorites, right? Oh, well, I remember the days when that came out. <laughs> well, you remember all the days, though. That's... <laughs> Have you have you noticed your memory sometimes? You're like, whoa, I'm not like a like an athlete that gets to be like 35. He notices he's not dunking or not running quite as well as he was when he was 25. Uh, does that happen for Brad's it, brain? It'll happen occasionally. I mean, it'll also be the uh, oh, did I uh, forget the keys somewhere? You know, that's like everybody though. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just wonder your your yeah. mind works a little different, so I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, my mind is a little different. <laughs> we've we've learned that over the last few years, haven't we? Yeah, right. Definitely. Mm. It's always fun to kind of explore how how the mind works. I was reminding Scott that it's twenty five years this week that we started working in this building at Second and State. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we, we as in we an entity, Midwest family. Midwest yeah, family. yeah. That we uh, moved in because before that, Wisdom uh, spent a few years. In the house uh, on uh, right near the uh, Chateau Lacrosse, the Mons Anderson building on Cass Street. Just a just a basic old house. It was it was a nice house. Oh. It had a, a front porch and all that sort of thing. And it, and we, we operated out of house. That was when it was just Wisdom and Z ninety three. Then okay. then we brought in WKTY, and that's we, we needed more space, and that's when we came down here. Was the house a little bit more cozy than here? Yeah. Kind of. Did you miss <laughs> it, was, it a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but uh, this this has been the the home for the Midwest Family Stations in Lacrosse for uh, twenty five years now. This building. All right, so you have these year in reviews, and we're done yes. with this. Or do you have one tomorrow? Are you going to do I, one tomorrow? I was, I, well, that's what we've been talking about. You yeah. and I is that uh, you're going to um, you're, you're looking at some of the uh, stories that got a lot of attention. Yeah, I might manipulate this where I can go top five bad news stories, top five good news stories. I feel like I got to do that, but I'm gonna have yeah, to scroll quite a ways to might. find some good years, good news. People were attracted, uh, you know, somehow drawn to the bad news, but that's what happens in the news business, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of sad, but because because a lot of times if you do if you're doing a feature story on somebody, usually that's good news. You're not going to do a, a feature on somebody that's you know really awful m- most of the time. You might. Um, you you hope that that would make the top list at the end of the year if we're counting how many clicks each story got, and right. oftentimes it does not. And you're like, wow, I really I interviewed this person. I worked really hard talking to them, get, you know, getting other people to talk about them, uh, and then nope, didn't get as it didn't get as good of a reception as the triple homicide and and right. the cross. But well, it, that mo- makes sense. Most years we do a top ten list. We'll we'll poll the people here at the station and. Uh, see which ones they thought were the most important local stories, and that brings a variety. Well, you know, it's the last couple of years there have been some stories, uh, COVID, that have dominated. So they that tends to be a big story. And then, uh, so this year we broke it down into categories. Yeah, I actually kind of like the few, way. Yeah, 
Now, next year, we'll break it down into the categories, and then we'll have to rank those. But it's pretty easy to rank, like because you kind of pick the top stories in each category. Like, we'll get into this politics uh, throughout the year, local politics uh, projects. Yeah. The project one's probably well, harder to a rank. Lot of, a lot of them that just uh, seem to stand out, and it's like, okay, here's this story in this category, and this uh, rather than have a list of 25 or 30 yeah. stories. And then well, the people, most of us would just pick the same one. We would focus on the same 15 stories and just rank them differently depending on what we think is more important, and then you know, just huddle it up that way. The the projects one what what projects or you know that that lacrosse has endured over the years it would be kind of hard to rank COVID would be really hard to rank like how do you rank because right. there's we, so we, many well, things we that put that aside separately yeah so. well that's what I'm saying within each story if you were going to try to rank but the politics one is really easy to rank let me go to the phones here though right uh, I got a call coming in caller who's this this is eighty six buddy hey man you're on with me and Brad what you got I was just curious on your thoughts on the 15 to 11 with vaccinations. Um, and then they're talking about going down to, down to five-year-olds. Um, I got three kids in all that age range, and I was just wondering um, how you feel about that since the immune systems of the youngins are pretty – I know you can run into asymptomatic. I understand that. But do you think – the needle in the arm for kids that are healthy is the answer, or what do you think? Well, I'm not an expert. Thanks, thanks for the call. This would be a great question for Chris Mann, and you know what I'll do, man, is I'll 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 shoot Chris a. We, I'm going to bring. I don't know if Chris is going to come on, but I'm going to have Chris in here to talk about some of this stuff. Uh, Chris Mann's the Viterbo immunologist. Uh, he just he really studies this stuff, and he appreciates questions like that. Uh, I don't want to pretend to answer that because I'm not going to know. Uh, I will say from 11 to 15-year-olds, he said 15 to 11, which kind of confused me. Yeah. 11 to 15-year-olds, Chris has kids that are in that age range, and they're vaccinated. This is a guy that's a doctor that studies this stuff uh, all the time and has really deep-dived into all the, all the stories, like even the, even the kind of out-there stories that y'all – sometimes we'll bring to him on the show he's he's got it he knows what you're talking about and will kind of walk you back from from some of that stuff so i will say uh he's pretty confident there and uh beyond going down to five-year-olds i have no idea i don't don't remember if we got down that young talking to him well they do keep uh running those ads on tv saying oh well kids even five years old can start getting the vaccine now so you've got the people uh running those ads I, i think is probably the cdc is behind them and saying, yes, you can start uh, giving the vaccine to the younger kids. Yeah, and, you know, if if they're going to do that, they're going to do it. Sometimes I think it's almost overkill. Like, hey, you're you're trying too hard to tell people, and then it looks weird. Like, why are you trying so hard? It's all like, or milk commercials. Oh, why are you trying to so hard to get me to drink milk? Come on. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> now we gover- move from milk to milk commercials. Yeah, right government, government commercials always kind of weird me out because I'm like, really? We're paying money for that? Like, we're, right. our tax money is going to this, really? Um, anyway, let's get in the year in review before you have to go because now you're going to have to go here pretty quick. But right. um, I, I'm going to skip the COVID one because that one, yeah. uh, you, you know, I can, I can do that on my own. Uh, people can cry about it. But the, the political one is maybe the, my favorite one. Uh, in in terms of so the top three in here, Mitch Reynolds ones, getting elected. The, the three that we highlighted uh, in the uh, stories yeah. this week. Mitch Reynolds getting elected. Ron Kind um, deciding this is his last term. He's, gonna, he's retiring he's after this. Term. And it looks like he actually is going to retire. Like I thought this was a coy 
uh, you know, a sly move to, you know, a couple weeks from there, then he would run for then Senate. He would run for something. But uh, no, it doesn't sound like it because he, he did say, I'm, I'm out of gas. I've been doing this for 25 years. It's not to say that, you know, maybe in a couple of years he'll reconsider, but we'll have to see. And then the third one, obviously, is Joe Biden getting ice cream in the cross. Uh, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> he spoke at the bus barn, but he also got ice cream. That's, well, that's the part everybody remembers. And, and I, it, it amazes me how much people say, oh, why does the media cover talking about ice cream? Well, and I, I talked about this on Brad's desk a couple of weeks ago. Well, if you're traveling, if you're the media traveling with the president, you've got to go where he goes. You're not just going to sit on the bus while he goes in and gets ice cream. What if somebody, you know, throws ice cream at him? Yeah, that, that sort of thing. You, you want to see what happens. And basically what happened is he got ice cream, which is what we expect. But uh, there, I was there standing on, on Pearl Street and seeing all the people and the cameras running off the bus. It's like, oh, we got to catch up with Biden. So that's that's what the media do. What could what could he have done that would have maybe garnered as much attention in lacrosse that he could have hit? You know, uh, Biden goes and and buys something at uh, you know I don't know. I, he was very close uh, the bus barn Isle of Plume that was very close to Huska Park where there were a lot of people in tents at that time and and people were wondering you know take a right turn and go to Huska that would have gotten attention but it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have interested people perhaps as much as the ice cream. He would have taken that right, but then he would have went to the new dog park, I think, because he's got oh, his he own dogs. Done, he's got dogs. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his dogs. But what, of, of these three, Mitch getting elected, Joe yeah, Biden coming. We, we knew coming. there was going to be a new mayor because Tim Cabot had decided not right. to Right, and again. if Tim Cabot gets reelected, that's not – it's a it's a top story, but it's yeah. not, it, you wouldn't think it would be the number one story. But Mitch getting elected, so we get a new mayor, Joe Biden coming, and Ron Kine, after 26 years, announcing his retirement exactly, in Congress. Yeah. And it's we literally and call this, it and Ron Kine's – this is Kine's, like the most – watched a congressional district in Wisconsin mm-hmm. because it is uh, the tendency to go either way. Yeah, it's the only one that's competitive. Right. <laughs> so, but which one of these do you think, Brad? You know, in, in your history, have you had three stories like that in well, a year? Last, that Last year, our number one non-COVID story was Donald Trump coming to town. I mean, the right. president coming to town is a big deal, yeah. and it doesn't happen that often. So you would say Joe Biden yes. coming here is the number one story, maybe I, of the year? I would think so, yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah. If Trump coming last year was number one, you would really have to right. And it doesn't happen every year. Obviously, people are not going to come to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, on a routine basis unless they have a connection here. Part yeah. of the part of the Trump coming to town last year was that he didn't that come to town. Is the uh, it was the whole month long in October. It's like he was supposed to come in early October at, to the airport, and then that didn't happen. And then he got COVID, and then it, it was coming down to the last week of the campaign. So it was a whole yeah he you know, he he the, uh, the mystery of it. He's going to uh, have one of those rallies at the Colgan Air. Uh, yeah, what do you want to call service, it? Yeah, yeah, in that building. And hold one of those rallies. Then he announces, or the city announces, the city that you can't have. have problems about it, and it's okay, fine. We'll go to Janesville. But before he could go to Janesville, he, he got, got COVID. COVID. And then, and then a while later, he heads to the racetrack at West Salem. Right. Which is why that I think that's if that's more interesting than just Joe Biden coming to. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why that's the number one story. I would have to argue that maybe Mitch winning the election or Ron Kind announcing he's retiring might 
might top Joe Biden visit. Well, that could be, yeah, because the Biden visit was a one-time thing. Whereas we've just elected a new mayor for a four-year term. We're going to find a new congressman next year or congressperson. It could be a woman. We don't yeah. know. Um, okay, you didn't answer my question though. What what would have topped? What would have topped? So so, so it, all the if it was my vote, maybe it would. No have been no 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 kind. no no no. My my question. So Trump did all these other things to make that the number one story last year. Yes. What would Biden have to do instead of getting ice cream that would have gotten more attention? Would he have had to uh, like like drive a like drive a a boat down the Mississippi. I don't know what. Like, what could that he have done? Could have done it. Yeah, that that just, would have that would have gotten the whole thing, and then they would have put a funny hat on him, and they would have said, "Oh, it's Michael Dukakis all over again." Put a funny <laughs> hat on a person. Ha ha ha! Look at that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what lacrosse thing could Biden have done even more so. But you said well, if what, he would have went to know, the homeless thing, that would have really made headlines. Yeah, but I don't know how you get more lacrosse than going to Pearl Street. And I know that's cream. why. That's why I thought maybe you would you would have an answer. If it had been during Oktoberfest, that would have been the real lacrosse thing if he had waited until Oktoberfest to come here for that or for some other reason he did it in ju- in june i'm not i think it was they were trying to figure out a way to boost the the infrastructure bill which is why he spoke at the bus barn now hillary got so much attention and you had it on video she couldn't pour a beer yeah. right she yeah, couldn't that's another out of a tap this well, is a pearl street brewery which is on the north side the old rubber mills. i think maybe biden shotgunning a beer at oktoberfest would would have uh would have blown up the internet it could have that yeah. would have been it all right brad well, williams he, well, he could there are a few more Oktoberfests between now and the election you know yeah i feel like uh that would be uh, man the the outrage on one side and the uh cheering on the other side if biden's shotgunned a beer that would that would do it that would do it all right brad thanks okay that's Brad Williams. He's got these urine reviews. Check them out at wisdomnews.com. One's on COVID, one's on politics, one's on projects. We're going to get into this projects one here in a little bit. And um, there's one more, and I don't have it wrote down. I forgot. Anyway, I got to get to your calls. But before that, Scott's comment, Brad doing the news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Everyone's driving home right now. We're not streaming today, so. Bi-State Wrestling's happening at the Lacrosse Center, and we've got all kinds of cameras streaming all the mats over there. It's pretty incredible. If uh, anyone wants, you can, you can watch the old matches, too. So there's just cameras, and then just it's a hours-long video of all the matches that happens. I was watching it last night a little bit. Brad mentioned this story on the on um, during the news. Uh, the Wausau man that won one point one point one million dollars in fantasy football. So first off, he he's a forty five year old ginseng farmer. Okay, that's great. Uh, he beat one hundred eighty thousand competitors, and I think the Packers thirty one thirty win over the Ravens a couple weeks ago was kind of like helping one of the deciding factors, but. He's going to donate a quarter of the money, he says, to charity. So, like, what, $260,000, $70,000? He's going to give some of that money to the University of Wisconsin. I was laughing when people donate. It's, I mean, I want to fund education, but I also don't really know. Like, is that just going to go to the, the football coach? <laughs> He's also going to donate to his church in Wausau that they attend. And he's going to donate to the Community Foundation of North Central Wisconsin. So I'm not I'm not opposed to those last two so much as the first one. But like, what is the University of Wisconsin going to do with that money? 
I mean, if they're going to roll it back to uh, student tuition, that'd be great. Like here, scholarship, 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 that'd be great. Uh, they're going to, I don't know. So it's just kind of funny, a quarter of that. That's what he says anyway. Do you believe him? I don't I don't believe him. Oh, he also plans to take the family to a warm vacation spot and buy his wife a car. No, pay off his wife's car. So uh, I just, uh, so I have a friend that plays these daily fantasy football, fantasy sports, and he's a, He's like a math. He's a math genius. So I'll just tell you a little bit of how this works. You, you. So this guy competed with 180,000 people. So you get into this pool with 180,000 people, right? And you, you do it kind of just for fun. I'm going to do it. I'll pick my guys. I like Brett Favre. Or I like Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre's been in the news because of John Madden. I like Aaron Rodgers, or I like so and so. And and you end up playing against all these people. Well, of these 180,000 people competitors there's these geniuses out there who do this for a living like my friend and he's a math genius and he creates an algorithm based on all the analytics in football or in basketball he creates this algorithm that picks the best players he doesn't pick the best players he the 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 math picks the best players he will and then on the side while the the math does that and he's probably adjusting that algorithm a little bit here and there I didn't, I didn't pretend to try to... I watched him do it one night, but I didn't pretend to try to understand the algorithm. He's also all day listening to podcasts, reading uh, different blogs and stories. So, for example, LeBron James, the night that I watched him do this, LeBron James was debuting a shoe at home in Los Angeles a couple years ago. His shoe was breaking that night. So he's putting out a new shoe that night, so it was going to be on his feet. So my friend's like, yeah, probably if, if LeBron James works into this algorithm where he's one of the top guys, he would probably select Le- LeBron James because he knows that LeBron's going to try a little bit harder because he's got a new shoe debuting that night. So I just thought it was funny. So there's these geniuses. So when you when you go to play daily fantasy sports, and that's fine. You want to spend five, five, ten bucks, whatever. Do whatever you want, really. I don't care. But, you know, just remember that you're just giving five, ten bucks to my friend who's a math genius who's got an algorithm that just picks the players for him. And he showed me at the end of the night how much money he's making on the uh, DraftKings or whatever it was. Um, and we were at a Timberwolves game because he gets free tickets from DraftKings to do this. And he shows me his phone. Yeah, I made $38,000 tonight. That's I'm up $38,000 tonight on the NBA. And I looked at him, I go, well, you're buying the beer for the rest of the night. I don't drink beer, but he bought me nachos then after that. Uh, this is after I bought him some food that, you know, he spent like $45 for three things of food. And I'm like, what am I doing buying you food? You you made $38,000 tonight. I'm done buying you food. <laughs> All right, number three's calling in. Number three, I'm done with my rant. Go ahead. We interrupt this program to good give you the good and the bad of 2021 and lovely, lively lacrosse. Yeah, it's going to be all bad. If I just pick the top 10 stories that are on our list of most clicked stories, it's going to be bad. So I think I'm going to go top five good, top five bad. Well, the, one of the top five good ones is that the blue baby is gone. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's one way to look at it. I will, that's yeah, I'll the have way to I see. look at it, and the bad news is Hiawatha is gone. The bad, is that, did that happen this year as well? Yep, that's gone too. But, that went on the semi. But but did but that I'll happen tell you this what, year? My daughters both bought me a nice Christmas tree ornament to hang on my tree with the picture of Hiawatha painted on it. So I've got that memory. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if that came down this year though. Number three. I thought it did. Yeah. See, everything in a pandemic is is just one year. 
So, well, you know, the Norwegian mind gets a little fuzzy after 80-some years, too, yeah. you know. But that was good good news and the bad news. That's all I got to report, and right. I'm glad to hear you got to work tomorrow. Did you get any updates on the uh, Phase 2 of the Riverside Park? Uh... Yes. I, oh, um, <laughs> on the uh, fish place. Yeah, the fish hatchery. I, uh, I would... They estimated it's going to cost $275,000, and I... Looked, I could. Well, it's. I don't even know if it's written in English. It's it, all kinds of stuff they want to do to it. Mm-hmm. But but what are are people that estimate for the city of Lacrosse? They sometimes miss it by half. So we could end up spending maybe four hundred thousand dollars on it too. You know. Well, yeah, I think we already dropped the half a million. We dropped on it. a half a million, and then another eighty thousand, and now two hundred and seventy-five. And I want to say comes in high on the bids. They might negotiate and cut down a little bit, but usually we miss it by a country mile. You know. I want to say when I had one of the parks guys in here to talk about that, or not in here, but he was he was on the phone, and that was right before a public comment session too. He said that they were putting a million dollars into that building, and then the company that was going to take over that building, if they voted for it, was also going to put it. So it was almost like a match deal. We put in a mill, you put in a mill. Yeah, yeah. So there might I not. I just hope they get enough money up front. It's a lot of drywall to put a million dollars worth of drywall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call. Hey, keep your powder dry now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's number three. Eric's from calling back. Eric, go ahead. Yes. Uh, Barack Obama once said, uh, never underestimate Joe's ability to F anything up. And but believe me, he certainly is. And I thank you. Right? All right. Well, at least he, well, I don't know. Did he, did Barack say F? Barack, I feel like that didn't happen. <laughs> or he was saying it in jest. I feel like Barack Obama's not saying F anything up as a president. But maybe he did this recently. Could be. I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. So number three brings up the, well, I brought up the fish hatchery thing. But he did bring that up to me the other day. And um, I did start to look for the I Honestly, number three, I did start to look for the uh, council agenda phase two fish hatchery. I don't know where to look. There's there's a Parks and Rec uh, committee, but it does it literally has no meetings on it, so they must have changed the name. And then there's a different Parks type committee that had some meetings on it, but you there's a lot of PDFs. And then you go to the city council. Uh, you know, I guess maybe the best place now. I think about it. I didn't do this. I probably the finance and administration committee, and that monthly meeting that happens the second week, first or first week of each month. On Tuesday or th- Thursday, so the F, F and and P, F and A, F and P. I don't remember which one. I know it's finances in there, and then the, whatever the other half of that committee is called. Uh, there's two of them that are big: Tuesday and Thursday meetings, the first week of the month, and that would probably be the best place to find how much they're they're going to want to spend on phase two of the fish hatchery. But Brad has this story. Brad Williams in the newsroom has this story up. One of our top. 2021 review stories, uh, 2021 year in review stories is just projects in lacrosse. And it was a big year for projects in lacrosse. Oddly enough, in the middle of a pandemic, we managed to do a lot of this stuff. Uh, the fish labs deal is, is one of those. So the fish labs, anyone, what that, what are you talking fish labs? Uh, the, the building on the North side of Riverside park. And we're converting that into some sort of events venue beer garden, stuff like that. When and, and the I think maybe that makes them it makes news because people 
opposed it that live across and down the road a little ways, and they opposed it because it's going to be too loud and traffic, and uh, it's just going to be you're going to yell at me. Oh, J and A and F and P finance and personnel. There it is. Thursday. Uh, thank you, Brad. <laughs> uh, Brad could have called in. You could have called in, Brad. Um, so anyway, the the Fish Labs building that was one because I think I think that makes the most news because people across the road that live in apartments were mad that it's going to be loud even though they live across the road from Riverside Park where there's Moon Tunes on Thursday, Oktoberfest uh, takes over for a weekend. There are things happening in that park most a lot of times, right? Like a lot of days of the week. So the idea that you the, the you live across from a park and don't want it to be Hopping is a little counterintuitive to what we actually want parks to be. Uh, another one of those, uh, another one of those on the list is the River Point District, and I don't know. This will be on the bottom of my list because they're just quote unquote breaking ground and then pouring a bunch of sand or dirt, whatever you want to call it, on that area. Uh, also, kind of in the same area, um, so that's another one that was on the list. The DOT killing the North South Corridor plan, and then. They're going to just update roads and kind of make the roads that head north and south from the south side of La Crosse to Onalaska area. They're just going to make those roads more friendly, maybe, uh, somehow. And so the, the north side corridor plan that or the La Crosse River Marsh Road, whatever you want to call it, they were going to build a road somewhere, somehow, right through the marsh, make the marsh road bigger. Uh, that was It grew to a, about $143 million. And you're like, wow. And it wasn't that to start, of course, but they they've had it on the on the docket for over twenty years, and they just never got to it, right? They just say, "Ah, we'll do it next. Ah, we'll do it. Ah, we'll do it in ten years, whatever." And it just never came to fruition. So the the new plan now is just kind of update, but they don't have a plan yet. They just kind of changed the plan, which is fine. I mean, at least like we know we're not going to do the marsh thing because we don't want to put a road through the marsh any more than it is, and. Uh, but the uh, project estimates for the new plan, while well, the old Marsh Road grew to 143 million, the new the new plan to update the three roads that kind of head north and south in La Crosse is about 200 million or 250 million. They gave us a 50 million dollar window, so not quite the same. Anyway, we're gonna take. I gotta take one more break. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. Thank you everybody for listening. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, a couple minutes to go. Not streaming today. Thanks to the wrestlers at the Lacrosse Center. That's all right. If you want to get any of these shows, wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Mike's interviews on there. Ken Cooper's got a podcast around River City. Uh, Mike's uh, Thursday Cooley Region Cooks. I wonder when he's going to have Jen Barney on. If if I, I guess I, I think the last time he tried to have her on, she was uh, she didn't feel well. God forbid I say she was sick with COVID. I can't say it. I'm going to look here quick, uh, see if he has. No. Okay, so the Cooley Region Cook's not really updated there. Um, anyway, but Jen Barney, I, my, we've, we've, uh, if you haven't seen, she's, she won the uh, what Food Network holiday thing off. I don't know what, I don't know what, they, uh, what they were. They were baking gigantic cakes. Is it a cake off? I don't know. But she won that. She's, uh, she's got a... A shop here down in downtown La Crosse. It was pretty cool to see her on there. I think she's a three-peat. I think that was a three-peat four. Uh, we were talking about the projects. I, di- I didn't quite finish up, and I got a couple of minutes here, but the Fish Labs projects, this is some of the top 2021 20, projects in La Crosse that came out. The DOT killing the plan for the North-South Corridor. The La Crosse Center expansion coming to a f- 
fruition, coming to completion, I should say, $42 million. That's got to be the number one story, I think. Um, and then the North-South Corridor, I would say, them, that coming off just a couple of weeks ago, I would say that is the number two story. It's almost maybe even competing with the lacrosse center coming to fruition. What you got, number three? Well, I tell you, usually I'm a guy that complains about city spending money. Yeah. You know, like when they got the lights on down at the ball field and there's two hours of daylight left yet. Yeah. I think the best thing the city ever done is they got that train park, all abilities train park going. Yeah, that's that. that you know what? That's That should be on the list. I think Brad forgot one. Train yeah, park. I, tell you, I was against it there for a while. I didn't think it was going to mount to anything, and it took a, quite a few years, but I go by there every day, and I see 20, 30, 40 cars in the parking lot, and that's wonderful to see that over there. Yeah, and have you? did you go and check out the park itself? It's, it's yeah, pretty I cool. Yeah, I've been through it and walked through it, but it wasn't really up and going when I went through there. Oh, yeah. But I go by there, and it looks beautiful, and I, there's a lot of kids enjoying it. Yeah, it's, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's, you know. Probably the best money the city of La Crosse has ever spent. Well, I don't even know how much money the city put into that. I think a lot of that was donated. Uh, well, yeah, but there's still, the city put in a couple million. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, it, it was well worth it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, thank, yeah thanks for, yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, probably, yeah, We I think we omitted one, unless that didn't happen this year. Because <laughs> it certainly could. It certainly could have happened in 2020, for all I remember. But I feel like I talked to Jared Flick about that opening up. I feel like I was down there with Jim Flotmeyer who, and Jared Flick from the Parks Department. I don't think Jim's in the Parks Department anymore, but uh, we were touring that. I believe that happened this year. I believe that happened. So anyway, that's all the time I have for today. 